On today's podcast, we're going to talk about those uncomfortable moments that bring us to a faith in God. Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Faithful Servant. I'm excited to share this week's message. My question for you today is, how far will you allow God to stretch you to a point of uncomfortableness where all you have is your faith? For those of you who are business owners, this could hit you. Being a small business owner is far from easy. Being a second generation owner only adds to that stress. And lastly, through my experiences over the last decade brought me to a place where I had to stay faithful to God to bring me out of the valley. I'm going to start by saying that I am far from perfect. In fact, I have made some stupid business decisions over the years. And though there were times I even questioned why God would bring me through the challenges, I learned two important lessons through it all. As I dive into my experiences, I want you to understand I have not opened up to many people about these stories. I just put my head down over the years and developed a plan, worked with the employees on that plan, and remained faithful. It will all work out. So let's begin. Going back to the first few years of being an owner, a young business owner, I was brash, at times arrogant, and did not value money. In 2008 through 2010, we were, my father and I were in the middle of uh, dealing with minority business partners. And whenever you are dealing with business partners, if you don't have a plan in place when you guys all come together, when people want to get out, it gets really ugly. Everyone thinks that they are worth more than what value actually is. So that time came when those partners wanted bought out. They did not agree with the figures that my dad and our bank came up with. Anger build, frustration escalated, and words were said by myself that looking back I regret saying I told them and their wives that if they turn down this very large offer that my dad is offering you while you guys each own only 20% that I would deal with your grandkids they asked what that meant and I looked him in the eyes and I said, I will let you die. I will let your kids die and I will deal with your grandkids because I do not have to buy you out. That turned a situation 
that was already tense into a situation that was impossible to handle. And we dealt with this for two years to the point where I think all parties involved were just tired and exhausted of dealing with the anger. And in 2010, they decided to accept the much smaller offer and get out. Within six months, I had to close two of our largest stores. They did everything in their power to badmouth me, badmouth the company in their communities to where I had no customers left. To this day, it's one of those stupid decisions that looking back, the business owner that is today would have handled with grace, humility, and a faith in God that it will all work out. So moving on from that in 2010, having to close two stores that took $2 million a year out of our sales we go into 2011 with more of a energy of we're going to move forward, we're going to move past this, only to hear the news station say to us that the Missouri River is going to flood. How bad? No one knows, but it's going to flood. There was so much snow melt up in Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, so much rain that it flooded the Missouri River up north, putting so much pressure on Gavin's Point Dam that they're going to have to release an unheard of amount of water, flooding everything south of Sioux City. A majority of our business at that time was dealing with farmers and their needs on the tire side and also delivering to dealers from South Dakota to Missouri, from Kearney, Nebraska, all the way to Des Moines. And that flood closed almost every road except one for us to do our business. It also destroyed all the farmland and the farmers that we had long history with. They had no crops, no fields for some of them. And that hit us to the tune of half a million dollars. So all these years that my dad built up a business, a successful business, in a matter of a few years, our cash was running out because of circumstances that I could have handled better or the rain could have stopped earlier. And I walked into 2012 going, okay, we, we survived, we're still in business. 
and with all of the farmland that needed to be repaired, all the moisture in the ground, I'm, we all sat around and thought, this could be a good year. We're not going to project on purchases of you know what we need for a tire side that is too dramatic. But we thought that this would be a better year than last. How could it not? And for us at the time, we were a direct dealer with Firestone, which meant that you had to carry a certain amount of inventory to be able to buy direct. And for us to sell harvest tires, the tires that the farmers need in the fall, we had to place our orders in April and May. So it was a projection. This is what we'll need. May came. We placed our orders for shipments in September, October, November. No rain. June, no rain. July, no rain. August, no rain. I remember going out to a couple of my friends that are farmers and watching them get into the field with their combine in September, only to see the corn stalks literally explode as the, the combine head hit the field. There was nothing there. So we backed up a flood to the worst drought since the Great Depression. We didn't move any of our inventory that we had bought back in April and May. And it was coming all due in December. I remember looking at my dad when we got the invoice from Bridgestone Firestone. And it showed that we owed $1.15 million in the month of December. And it was middle of November, and all we had in our checking account was $200,000. I looked at him, I said, I don't know what to do. I've gone through this of closing two stores. I've gone through a flood. And now a drought. Where I thought the flood was bad, where we lost a half a million dollars in business, the drought cost us one and a half million dollars in business just in the fourth quarter alone. We had no money. Our bank of the time decided also, because of the history of the last few years, cancel our line of credit. So not only is Bridgestone asking for over a million dollars in December, our bank is now asking for our line of credit to be paid for at the same time. No answers. I had no answers.
I reached out to a friend of mine, and he said, I'm going to give you this name, call him, see what he can do. He worked with a bank that I've never heard of, and we are still with today. Because he took a gamble on me. And he gave me a little line of credit to be able to just help. But what he also did is he gave me another name to get in contact with that knew all sorts of different programs out there. And he got me introduced to the SBA Disaster Loan Program. And I worked on it and worked on it and worked on it. All by myself. I still have my binder from 2012 where it's a five-inch binder completely full of all the work that I put in for two and a half months. We got approved. I remember this phone call. My loan officer called me up and said, Eric, we're going to offer you $707,000. And my simple response was, yeah, but I requested $1.25 million. His response was, well, we just don't feel with your history that you would be able to repay that. So we're going to offer you $707,000. Take it or leave it. I said, I will have to call him back. I walked down to the basement of Country Tire, and I just cried out. I cried out to God because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why I had to continue going through things one after the other. He knew my history with depression. He knew my history with suicide. And he put on my heart, I am giving what you need, not what you want. As hard as that was to hear those and feel those words, all I could do was stay faithful. I called up the loan officer and gladly accepted that offer. It helped pay off our line of credit with our bank. It helped pay down our bill with Bridgestone Firestone. And with the years of history we had with Bridgestone Firestone, they were willing to work with us and give us five years to be able to pay off the remaining balance. I come to 2013 just tired, exhausted, beat up. We had just gotten the SBA money. We had you know, paid off our bank. We paid down Bridgestone Firestone. And yet another storm comes. 
after just a little bit of due diligence and some red flags thrown up and working 60-hour weeks just on this, I proved that our bookkeeper of 11 years had embezzled $237,000. It kicked me straight in the gut. All that trust broken. And yet another storm comes and I'm just like, God, why? Why do I have to go through this? I had to come to a point raise my hands up and say, I don't know how to do this. That arrogance that I had back just four years earlier was ripped apart. That brashness that I had towards people I didn't know how to respond to people at that point anymore. I didn't know to trust them. I didn't know if I needed to protect myself. So I just shut down. I talked to my father and I said, if we're going to get through all of this, we've got to change. And we got to change now. We were a tire company. And I told him, I said, we can no longer be that because we would have to be so reliant on weather being perfect. And we don't have the ability to do that. As a second generation business owner, one of the kind of things that you look forward to towards is being able to put your own stamp on the company your father started and to be able to live up to expectations that everyone had for you. And at that point, I was a failure. I was a failure in how I treated people. I was a failure in the business. And that's all I could see. But I looked at him and I said, we've got to change course. And we've got to become more of an automotive repair facility where we do more than just tires. 
that has its own struggles and challenges because that requires a different staff. A staff that knows what they're doing and a staff that can do the work that we're requiring. Not everyone was on the same page and that's fine. I think at that point of everything that's happened, I was so numb to how people reacted to situations that I just didn't care anymore. All I knew was I'm going to put my stamp on this and change course. We had some rough years. Years from 2015 to 18, I didn't know if we would even make payroll. Towards the end of 2017 and going into 2018, I brought in a bookkeeper who lives on faith. She breathes it. Her answer to everything is God will take care of it. We just have to have faith. She instilled that in back into me. After so much, I was so down. I questioned God at every opportunity. And here God brought a person back into the company to bring me back. To look at him in everything. We would go into the week of payroll, $1,000 in our checking account. And I said, how much do we need? We're just going to rely on God. He will provide for us. That was always the answer I got from her. As encouraging as that might have been, it was a struggle to hear. But we never missed one payroll. We would end the week with $500, a lot of times $1,000 more than what we needed for payroll. That was it. It's all we had. We would just make it because our prayers to God were this simple. God, we put our faith in you. Give us what we need. And we spent all of 2018 going through that. We got to 2019, and there was a little more breathing room, but we were still struggling you know, with all of the debt that we had to incur over those years to keep our business going. I can't tell you how many times I had conversations with bankers and friends of mine that just said, you need to declare bankruptcy. It can't be worth it that much. And I looked at him every time I heard that, and I said that would not be fair to all the people that supported us through these years. 
I cannot leave them hanging. My integrity says I cannot do that. Now, we have not paid everyone back. But we have made a huge debt. In 2019, we finally made some money. It wasn't a lot, but we made some. That sure beats those years from 2011 to 2018 where we were losing anywhere from $200,000 to $600,000 a year. And I came into 2020, I walked into my bookkeeper's office, I said, can we change the way we pray? She goes, what would you suggest? I said, I think God is okay with us coming to him and saying, God, we believe in you. But we need an abundance. I am so tired. I am so exhausted. And I believe that you will help us. A week later, I'm watching on the news. COVID. And our country's leaders decided to basically shut down the economy. I sat on the edge of my bed. Hands folded. angry, heartbroken. I had just gotten over a decade of shit. And now I have to deal with a pandemic. Thank you, God. That relationship that I had that started helping me with that SBA loan back in 2012 called me up. Said, hey, Eric. There are a lot of programs out there that are going to be released ahead of, and he had knowledge of this ahead of time. We need to do everything we can for you. Me having the knowledge of what the SBA requires from a disaster loan program to my knowledge in banking world to accounting, all of these things were tools that I had built up over the years. And through the PPP, through the SBA disaster program, through grants in Nebraska and Iowa, 
God didn't just give us what we needed. He gave us the abundance that we asked for. I look back at the, these 12 years and I'm sure you can hear the emotion in my voice. God brought me to a place of uncomfortable pain. Not that he's a God of vengeance or wants us to be hurt. But he's bringing us to a place where all we have is faith. Faith that everything will work out. A faith that believes that he wants what's best for us. A faith that says, I want all of you. I want all of your focus. I look back over those years, and I, I made mention earlier when I started this, there was two things I learned. The value of money. not putting our faith in money, but putting our faith in God. So I ask you today, where is your uncomfortable moment that draws you closer to God, that draws you to that place where all you have is your faith? For me, it took 10 years, 10 very long years. I always joked that I felt like Job, where one year after another after another, it was feeling like I was having everything stripped away from me. And all I had was my faith in God. There are times I didn't really want to go through life anymore. I already dealt with depression. I already had my issues with suicide attempts. And these 10 years didn't help. But I'm here today speaking of God's love, and 
the amazing power he has. I want to thank you for listening. If you are a business owner, have courage to make difficult decisions. Take heart that you will have failures. But most importantly, remember, God is faithful to those who stay faithful in Him. And remember, a day will come where the words will be spoken over you. Well done, my faithful servant.